This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We love college football, so you know what? We're going to give out some plays because if we're going to have action, let's at least be informed. Let's do our pick six. Pick six. Pick six. All right, Jenks. So the bargain or the promise is that we've done the homework so the listeners don't have to. So what are the notes on your first game in pick six? Okay, guys. Oh, that must be the Utah fight song. Is that right, Double D? Cal at number six, Utah. I'm going under 44. I'm taking a page from Kate Constable's book. She likes the under here. So do I. Number one, Utes have had two weeks to get ready for this game, which means Cal is going to have a hard time moving the football. Why? Because Cal wants to run the ball. That's her bread and butter. And that is exactly what the Utes defense excels at, stopping the run. On the other end, the Utes will be without Cam Rising again. It very much looks that way. I know he keeps working out with the team. You hear that every week. Oh, is this going to be the week? Apparently, that knee injury that he suffered in last year's Rose Bowl was much more severe than we were ever led to believe. And Utah, Chelsea, has only scored 21 points in their last two games combined. Utah wins, but it is a low-scoring affair in Salt Lake City. And the under 5-0 and in Utah's last five, under 44 is the play between Cal and Utah. Utah has been an absolute wagon to the under, and I think a lot of it has to do with how good their defense is. And yes, Cam Rising, once again, does anybody ever know if that guy's playing? His nickname should be like Kawhi Leonard. Feels like he's always on, like, well, we don't know if he's playing. Uh, so we'll see. I guess we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for Cam Rising. If you want to watch that one, an afternoon kick between the Bears and the Utes at 3 Eastern on Saturday. Pick six. Pick six. All right, so I just gave the spiel about maybe not betting on the games that are great to watch, but maybe there are no edges there. But listen, I know a lot of you guys are going to be watching USC and Notre Dame, so why not have a play on it? First of all, I should preface this by saying the weather may not be great at Notre Dame here. USC's been preparing for it. I don't know how good the preparation has been, but still, it feels like you get a pretty low number on USC's team total here. It's 28 and a half, and I think a lot of this has to do with the weather, but still, situationally speaking, this Notre Dame team has been through the ringer when it comes to their schedule. Had to start week zero in Dublin, and then they've had only, what, two home games before this one? They've had to play Ohio State. Last week, they went on to the road to Louisville, and we really saw that this is a Notre Dame team that appears to be out of gas here. So I feel like the one thing you can trust about USC is Caleb Williams and their offense. I think they can still get it going, even in the rain. We saw that earlier this year with Notre Dame, put up a 45 spot in pouring rain against my NC State Wolfpack. So I'll go USC team total over 28 and a half. They have cleared 40 points in each and every game. So let's do that and bank on the Trojans offense. Oh, Chelsea, I like that quite a bit. The reason why I won't play it, though, is because I was on the team total last week for USC, and they burned me. How do you not hit a team total when you go to three overtimes, for God's sakes? So I can't do it. I'm rooting for you. Trojans and the Irish kick off at 730 Eastern on Saturday in South Bend. Pick six. Pick six. This is one of my favorite plays. Tennessee. 
Lane 3 hosting Texas A&M. The only thing that annoys me about Tennessee fans is that they're always like, oh, we're the real UT. We're the real UT. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I can assure you, (laughs) no one. I have never heard, never heard a Longhorn say, oh, we're the real UT. Like, that's such a Tennessee thing. We don't care. I don't care what you're doing in Tennessee. I just want you to cover this number. Tennessee has the fourth longest winning streak in the country. They have not lost at Neyland Stadium since 2021. And here's the thing about Texas A&M. Number one, they are absolutely beat up. That's what happens when you face Alabama. Number two, Texas A&M has lost seven straight true road games. So beating Arkansas and Dallas does not count. This is a true road game. Seven straight losses for Jimbo's crew. And did I mention that Tennessee has had an extra week to get ready for this game? AM is very strong defensively up front. Extremely difficult to run on. But if Joe Milton gets time, he will be able to carve up that AM secondary, which is very vulnerable. I love Tennessee minus three hosting Texas AM. Yeah, I like that play as well, but I'm going to hit the under for my best mm. play in this game. You just touched on the defense for Texas A&M. That is their calling card. You could say the same thing for Tennessee. It's kind of surprising this year. Last year, offensively, they were one of the best offenses in all of college football. But this year, the metric that they are best at is sacks. Texas A&M and Tennessee, number one and number two in the country when it comes to sacks per game. I think both of these defenses are going to rule the roost here. Like you said, Tennessee has had an extra week to prepare for this one. I think Texas A&M's offense is going to have a real tough time at a very tough road environment. You're saying that they struggle on the road. Oh, you think it's going to be easier when you go to one of the biggest stadiums Mm -hmm. in college football at Neyland Stadium? No, I don't think so. I think Tennessee wins this game, but also I really like the under 55 and a half. Tennessee's offense is not what it used to be. I think this is a lower scoring game. Uh, So maybe Joe Millen gets things off the ground here because we did see Jalen Milrow put up some big numbers, but still that was a relatively low scoring game between Alabama and Texas A&M. So let's hit the under 55 and a half and also really like your play janks on Tennessee minus three as well. If you do want to watch that one, Kickoff set for, let's see, what time? 3.30 Eastern in Knoxville. Pick six. Pick six. All right, Chelsea. Uh, is that the Duke fight song? Gross. I don't like Duke. I nearly went to North Carolina. I was about this close to going to UNC. Oh, it's NC State? Oh, I'm sorry. I love this song. It's my favorite song. I love this song, Chelsea. I love NC State. <laughs> Let's go, Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. Woo! Remember that one time that you didn't recognize the song and you blamed the band for not playing it correctly? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Okay. Let's get to this game. NC State. Duke, I'm going to go under 46 at minus 126. Am I playing it up? Yes. The frustrating thing about betting on Friday is that, and I get it, we have to give the most recent lines out, but also some of these lines I bet early in the week, and so I got it at 46. Now 46 is minus 126, whatever. I love this bet. This is probably my favorite bet of the week because Mike Elko, the Duke head coach, a defensive specialist, and I'm not just saying that. The numbers back that up. He has the fourth-best scoring defense in the country. Blue Devils should have plenty of success against this Wolfpack offense. At least that's what I thought. But quarterback Riley Leonard for Duke, 
He's questionable for this game, has a bum ankle. I don't think he's going to go. So that means the Blue Devils will turn things over to Henry Bielen the fourth. Oh, Henry. <laughs> now you playing quarterback this week, Henry. He has 14 attempted passes in his career, in his college career. So that means Duke will probably want to lean on the running game, and that goes right into the teeth of that NC State defense. Your Wolfpack, Chelsea, top 25 defense against the run in college football. The money just keeps hammering the under here. I think it's the right side. Under 46, NC State at number 17, Duke. And Henry Bielen the fourth. No, I have oh, a hankering for some tea and crumpets and maybe some <laughs> caviar. I don't know if they have that here. And I don't know if that's appropriate for breakfast. Um, but I'll be rooting for you, Jenks. Hopefully NC State can win a game. I don't know. We're terrible this year. That plays itself to the under as well. If you want to watch it, uh, it is set for 8 p.m. Eastern in Durham. Big six. Big six. All right. I've saved the best game for last as we are heading out west to a top 10 matchup between Oregon and Washington. Listen, the line on this is tight for good reason. Both of these teams have really solid quarterbacks and great offenses. You've got Oregon getting three points here. And we know that Washington has a great home field advantage behind Michael Penix Jr., Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, but listen, we saw this game last year. It came down to the final seconds as uh, a field goal decided this one. Washington won at 37-34. But if you think this game is a coin flip and you're giving me three points with a team that is a perfect 5-0 and against the number this year, I will take the Oregon Ducks. I feel like this game could go either way. So in that case, I will take the underdog. Let's go, Bo, next. Let's hope to prove those Huskies wrong. And let's get a little revenge here. So I'm going to take Oregon plus three. I also think the over is a solid play as well. But the numbers going the other direction feels like a red flag. So maybe I will not be playing that one. So if you want to watch that game, it is a battle for Pac-12 supremacy on Saturday in Seattle at 3.30 Eastern. Jenks, where does this fall on the hierarchy of games that you want to watch? Oh, this is number one for me. This should be a blast. Mm -hmm. Whether the under hits, over hits, these are two, the two top scoring offenses in all of college football. And we could see, we could see maybe Bo Nix or maybe Michael Penix Jr. overtake Caleb Williams as the Heisman Trophy favorite. Michael Penix right now is the favorite in some spots. And if you're Caleb Williams, if he goes into South Bend and he struggles, but one of these guys, Knicks or Penix, just shows out. Maybe they both will, but someone's going to have to lose. I think this is not just a battle for the top of the back 12. It is sort of a battle for who might take the lead in the Heisman Trophy race. So because of all those implications, because we should see a back and forth game, it's going to be high scoring. Like total aside mm -hmm. for a second, it's going to be a high scoring game. So this is going to be a blast to watch. I think so as well, and I think you kind of hinted at some pretty smart betting advice. I think this game will change the markets in multiple ways, whether it's the mm -hmm. Heisman Trophy race or even the college football futures, because we have been saying this all season long. There are some teams out West that are not necessarily getting the credit uh, in the market that I feel like they deserve. It feels like it's all been USC saying like, oh, this is the team that's going to represent the Pac-12 in the college football playoff. Uh, as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. I would not <laughs> be shocked if it's one of these teams. 
So I think if you like either of these teams to advance to the college football playoff, maybe put a little sprinkle on them before this mm-hmm. game. Maybe that's the way to play this one in the futures market as opposed to just a single game results. Yeah, I think that's absolutely very smart advice. And, and you know, you can bet futures. I, I think when you think of futures, initially you think before the season, before the season, before the season. But sometimes if you like a certain team or don't like a certain team, you can wait for the market to adjust and say, okay, this is how I think things are going to play out. I can get a better number if I just wait a little bit. Right, and you also have a chance to kind of see how things are going. Because, like, I think that's the worry in college football is you mm-hmm. have some quarterbacks, which not the case for those be, these two teams because both these guys are not new to college football. It feels like Bonex yeah. and Michael Penix Jr. have been playing for, like, what, seven years, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. uh, but still, you can kind of get a thermometer on what a team actually looks like because, you know, the recruiting rankings aren't always so solid when it comes to some positions. So I will be watching this one. Uh, maybe we will see Lee Corso. Is he still on college game day? He is. He's chugging along. I feel bad because he's, he's he's getting older, but they're very sweet to him, and he's a legend on that show, but he's still hanging around. I wonder which head he will put on between <laughs> Oregon and Washington. We'll see. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.